What is going on people? I hope you're doing absolutely amazing. Welcome back to Is A Hot Dog A Sandwich? Our topics for today are living forever would be terrible. Are you for or are you against? Do you think living forever would be a good idea? And secondly, what public figure, any public figure out there in the world, which one would be the best secondary school teacher? And I know we now have more American listeners than English listeners, British listeners. So what I'm going to say is, who would be the best high school teacher? Which public figure would be your favourite high school teacher on some Dumbledore vibes? Ethan, how are you doing today? I'm, I'm really good. Um, it's been a really nice week, nice and busy with everything. And we get to record. Recording is so much fun. Yep. Um, everything's going well. Thank you so much to all of our listeners. I yep. saw we had, uh, as well as our American listeners, just blowing everyone else out the water. Yep. I saw we had listeners in Lebanon which was Ooh. fantastic for me. I don't know if someone's using a VPN, but shout out to you if you are from Lebanon and you've listened to our show. Thank you. Yeah, thank you so much. I did not know that. So maybe next time we might have to do a, a, Le- a Lebanon uh, topic. We'll, 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 see. we'll see what's in there. So we're going to start with living forever would be terrible. Ethan, do you want to go first? I am going first on this. So Ooh. I am saying that living forever will be terrible. So I feel like I almost should start my two minutes with a bit of a trigger warning. This could get very dark very quickly. Um, I'm going to start dark and then go to something a bit lighter. But let me paint the picture for you. The universe has ended. All of the suns have exploded. Your planet, your home planet, it no longer exists. Everyone who you've ever loved is gone. You're existing in the void. You can't breathe because there's no air in this void. <laughs> Jeez, Louise. But that doesn't matter because you can't remember anyway. Dementia has long oh hit God. you. Alzheimer's has long hit you. Your bones are riddled with cancer and you are choking to death. If that doesn't tell you why you shouldn't want to live forever, then I don't know what's, what more I can say. But on a lighter note, Let's, say, let's look at the next 100 years, 200 years. Let me tell you why that wouldn't be a good thing. You'd have to watch Chelsea, the New England Patriots, and the Boston Celtics win at least another 50 championships in that time. Now, it's wonderful if you're me, and you, are, you love all of these teams, but wouldn't that be such a terrible thing to have me gloating for close to 200 years about our success? I may even go snag- snaggering myself and with all my money I'll make sure that I've got a ring and you'll have to live with me through that. <laughs> At some point, scientists will come and they will poke and prod you. After you get to let's say let's say 150, and that's that's pushing it, they'll pod prod and pro- poke you and ask you five thousand questions about your life. Now, if you've ever been pulled over in customs, you know how annoying that is, but this is someone violating you to the next level. If only you can live forever, then you might be left alone. That's time for me. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I, it's the, you know what? The, it's the part for me where you said you know, Alzheimer's, cancer, uh, asphyxiation, <laughs> all of that, and you're like, but on a lighter note, <laughs> I was like, how do we how do we come back from from this deep hole? <laughs> um, and I can't I can't lie. As an Arsenal fan, as a New Orleans Saints fan, and as a Chicago Bulls fan, I would not enjoy. I would not enjoy <laughs> to see the Patriots win any. Damn more Super Bowls uh, in in this lifetime. So uh, so thank you thank you for, for painting that terrible picture. I apologise to our <laughs> listeners at home who may be in a darker place right now. Uh, Jed, can you can you lift us back? I'll, up? Tr- I'll try and bring it back. I'll try and bring it back. Give me my two. Okay, I want to take you 
to a London street, any London street. Think of a London street and then take it back 50 years. You might see a box on the corner of the road. It's kind of a bluey purpley. It's kind of a police box. They don't exist now, but they used to. But you might see one in the future. You might see one right now because that is the life of Doctor Who, an immortal. Now, he did at one point have like nine. They were like, oh, I've got a limit of nine. And then all of a sudden we're up to like 14 or 15. And he just keeps on going. And they just keep on going. Let me, let me reframe. The life of Doctor Who is one of an immortal. And yes, the Doctor does go through pain and struggle and, and having to see their mortal friends, their mortal partners, loved ones, family go through life and then death. But the Doctor never seems glum for too long. The Doctor seems to be having the most wonderful time. Seems to be that the second they get over losing a friend, they're like, right, I just found another one. I feel the Doctor treats human beings and other mortals in the universe kind of like pets. Treats them kind of like, yeah, they're really nice to have around for a while, but, um, you know, once they're gone, I can find another one. I'll, I'll be fine. And goes on and has endless adventures. But not only that, because the Doctor is immortal, they are able to take their companions on better journeys because they've experienced so many more things. Not only does them being immortal mean good things for them, it means wonderful things for the people they interact with because they have such a richness of existence. You know when you meet someone really wise, someone magical, someone who has lived so much life and they have all that life to give, they make the interactions with people around them better. This is what being immortal would be like. Look at the Greek gods in the movie Hercules. They are having an absolute ball. They're not sad about anything. I think that's what being immortal would be like for me. It would be sharing incredible journeys, adventures and moments with people and also having a great time knowing I'm in no rush. <laughs> <laughs> he says no rush as the seconds count down. That's amazing. That's really nicely done there. Um, and it was interesting to hear you bring up Doctor Who and the Greek gods and like living a rich existence and living... A rich life mm -hmm. and I think if more, I guess we're talking about maybe two almost slightly different mm. styles of this immortality yeah <laughs> one is which you don't necessarily age yeah. or you age at a massively I would say a much slower rate because the doctor does age a little bit but then he also can regenerate yeah and he kind of exists somewhere between 20 and 45. Hey, Capaldi looks, Capaldi yeah, looks ragged. Capaldi. I can't lie, Capaldi looks past 45 when, they were, when he was doing it. <laughs> Whereas, uh, I guess my version of, my perceived version of immortality, and maybe it bolsters my point a bit more, is one in which you continuously age, which is a lot less pleasant. Endless decay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's go into my final minute. Indiana Jones and the Last <laughs> Crusade. I know where this goes. Is a quest for the Holy Grail. And for those of you who don't know the Holy Grail, it's a uh, mythical cup. Or, mm. or a chalice or something. A chalice, yeah, yeah. I like the word chalice better. A mythical chalice, which uh, should give you eternal life. Now, uh, Indy, or Indiana, um, fights his way through Nazis and his dad gets kidnapped and he has to, um, they get to a scenario where they have to pick the correct chalice from a set of different chalices. Um, the two... Uh, kind of Nazi scientists drink from the chalices and decay and die immediately. Uh, Indiana Jones ends up picking the right one, but his father urges him to leave it behind, to get rid of it because it's not worth. Uh, it's not worth it. It's, immortality is simply not worth it. And if that, if Steven Spielberg can't convince you, then I certainly can't. Time. Oh, Steven Spielberg! Great way to throw that in there, bro. You say uh, it's funny that you talk about your your. Um, 
uh, idea of immortality being like endless decay because Indiana Jones is coming up with another movie and this man is endlessly decaying. I swear, he needs to just pass on, he needs to pass on the mantle. He needs to pass on the grail to the next person because, boy, I'm not trying to see too many more of it. This man is 70 plus. I think he's almost 80, right? And he's still trying to run underneath closing doors and grabbing his hat and riding motorbikes. Bro, chill out. Chill out. Let whoever is the next indie do it, please. I remember in the last Indiana Jones movie, they set up for a new indie who's his son, but we can't talk about that character, and we don't support that character on this show. No. Um, so I'm down for one more, one last run of Endless Decay. But yeah, mm. I think, I think like you say, we are ready to move on. Yeah. Speaking of moving on, are you ready Ooh. for your final pin? I, I think so. Let's get it. Let's get it. So one thing that I think would be really, really fascinating, right, would be when you have endless time, you have endless opportunity for mastery. Right, and it is my concept of immortality is you're you're kind of stopped at your peak. Mm -hmm. I'm taking like the elves in Lord of the Rings kind of concept where it seems that they all get to like 30, 30 something and they just stop there and then they just live constantly from that point, right? You would be able to master every and anything that you would like, right? Imagine being able to learn every language that you could come across. Imagine being able to master science to the point where you potentially could be traveling in space because you know how to build a spaceship, how to live with no air. You know how to basically support existence in any form because you can accumulate all of the, all of the knowledge. You can just keep, keep going. I think that would be an amazing thing. Or, you know, you could take it on the Marvel route and if you live as long as Loki does, be able to go from being a right, right ass to being uh, a quite funny character. <laughs> <laughs> uh, shout out to anyone who has watched the most recent series of Loki. Yeah. I'm uh, looking forward to the next few. I'm not going to say anything, but I, I enjoyed it thoroughly. Yeah. Um, and I look forward to the outcomes in the next few yeah. series and movies. I look forward to uh, Marvel sponsoring us for, uh, for us mentioning uh, Loki. <laughs> so next up, we have which public figure would you choose to be a secondary school teacher? Now, I will caveat this with we did uh, by choice discard any fictional character mm -hmm. because Dumbledore is the obvious o answer. Obvious he's got the experience. He, he, he's wonderful and yeah. he's magical. Yeah. And we've already spoken about Dumbledore in this show. Yeah. Um, Jed, would you like to kick us off? Oh, let me have this, this small sip of tea and then I'm in. Let's hit it. Okay, I want you to tell me what these movies all have in common. Pulp Fiction, Django Unchained, Avengers... Kingsman, Star Wars, The Phantom Menace, and The Incredibles. Do you know the one thing they all have in common? Uh, no. Samuel Jackson. Yes. Yes, indeed. This man is a hero. He is hilarious. And for the most part, I back him. One time he said something silly about Daniel Kaluuya, but we'll, we'll, we'll set that, top that to the side. Because this man's history, his, his filmography, and his overall character is astonishing, fascinating, and captivating. And you need those three factors to be a really good teacher, right? First of all, Samuel Jackson can tell any story. I genuinely believe I could listen to this man. Well, we see it in Pulp Fiction. He cites a Bible verse. Sometimes Bibles are, and this is no disrespect to our Christian friends, Bibles are, and, and biblical stories are like spoken of as being uh, boring. Like there's, there's a book called Numbers where they just n literally write out numbers and names. It's not like a very tantalizing or captivating read. This man reads out a passage in the Bible and it is one of the most fascinating things of all time. And it's one of the best scenes in Pulp Fiction, which is already a, 
a massively captivating movie, yet he takes it to the next level, right? So one, he could talk, he could tell any story. You just listen to him tell stories in class and be picking up so many amazing things. Secondly, Samuel Jackson was a Black Panther. This man stood for what he believed in and he stood on the right side of history in really pivotal moments. He ran a lock-in that even locked in Martin Luther King Sr. He locked him in into Morehouse College, him and loads of other people because they were trying to raise issues and they were trying to do it through social movement. They were really trying to make things happen. This is a man who has done things, who has endless life experience and who could also, also, nobody's acting up in Samuel Jackson's class. He is running things. That's my time for now. That's amazing. I didn't realise uh, Samuel Jackson was a Black Panther or that he was that old. He seems to have existed forever to know Martin Luther King Senior. Yeah. Um, that's, that's fantastic. I really like that. I'm, I'm a fan of Mesa Windu, the character, as well as a lot of other things that um, Samuel Jackson is. And I'm glad that you brought the Daniel Kaluuya thing because that was some yeah. nonsense. And we can't let him, we can't let it slide. We, we, we can like people, but they can do bad as well. Exactly. <laughs> um, I'm going to get started on my two minutes. <laughs> we actually are starting in quite similar ways. Okay. Um, can you name this... <laughs> world-class spy, war veteran, royal, Olympic hero, piano player. Oh, no, you got me, you got me. Guess it up. Uh, Matt Damon? <laughs> this is the Mr. Bean, a.k.a. Oh, no. Rowan Atkinson. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to start off by listing. So, actually, he did a degree in uh, electrical engineering. Mm-hmm. So that already means he can do computing, at IT, at Oxford at that. Yeah. Computing, IT, maths, physics, chemistry, and psychology, mm-hmm. all into one. Mm-hmm. On top of that, he can play the piano. Mm-hmm. He is the most capable teacher you will ever find in your life yeah. because of his life experience. Drama, yeah. covered. Sociology, covered. Anything you want to learn, he has succeeded in and surpassed in. He can act as a good PE teacher, he can act, he can tell you what to do. <laughs> this man was on the Olympic stage as his character, such, uh, such as, it, as it is, uh, the epitome of Britishness. Yeah. The, the, the clumsiness, the, the quirkiness, the wonderfulness, is, he's an absolute embodiment of that. Whenever you get a cool uh, English teacher or a teacher, in any movie, they're typically British. Mm. So Rowan Atkinson, Fits that bill. Mm-hmm. He was also a spy. I don't know if you know this. He was a spy. He saved the world twice under the pseudonym Johnny, Johnny English. English. <laughs> now, <laughs> there are classes. Classes. Uh, students always want to look up to their teacher. Mm-hmm. And why wouldn't you look up to a spy? Spy is yeah. possibly one of the coolest things ever. I always wanted to be James Bond. But more than that, I wanted to be Johnny English. <laughs> That's my time. <laughs> I, I generally think Rowan Atkinson probably is the funniest person alive. Uh, like you say, that Olympic moment, where all he did play, was play the piano, but it had the whole stadium laughing and it was received very well across the world, which is really difficult to do when you're crossing language barriers, you're crossing cultural barriers. Th- things that, that are funny here are not funny in literally Scotland, which is just up the road. So the fact that this man was able to bring a planet together with humour, yeah, great entertainer. So I, I, I back that, I back that. Okay, you ready for your next minute? Yes, sir. So during the 60s, 70s, 80s, and even 90s, Samuel Jackson was addicted to LSD and weed and was a massive alcoholic. And he said so himself. He really was off his face on all of these things. 
but he would still somehow while being high as anything or as drunk as you possibly can be he would turn up on time he would perform for three hours on stage and then just turn up like nothing happened and go home the amount of kids who one turn up high i like i know people who have turned up to school high who drink like he one would be able to sympathize with them but two would be able to talk to them on a level where it's like i've been through what you've been through and i can work with you this is a person who has faced incredible amounts of struggle who has experienced so many things and who has handled himself for the most part with real dignity as a leader a motivator and, and an inspirator he could bring that level of that wealth of knowledge and wisdom to help all of the students and he would give great speeches <laughs> incredible speeches and if you're running down the corridor one word and you are frozen you ain't going nowhere oh, <laughs> yeah that's amazing yeah uh, i'm gonna get into my final minute let's get it um one thing i will say about samuel jackson is yeah. that we'll definitely have to make sure that man is censored yeah because, uh, <laughs> i'm gonna say i'm not gonna pronounce it i'm gonna have to beep it out as i just i'm not gonna do myself that damage yeah um mr bean Rowan Atkinson is, he's been working on his job his whole life. He dresses every single day like a school teacher. <laughs> he wears a twe almost tweedy kind of yeah. brown suit with a tie, with his patches. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but he's also performed on stage with the Queen. Yeah. He has met so many incredible and inspirational figures. He's probably met Samuel L. Jackson. They yeah. probably had that conversation. Yeah. And Samuel L. Jackson probably went, who the hell is this guy? <laughs> Understandably so. And why is he making me laugh? <laughs> and what do you want in a teacher? Think of your, your the fond memories of teachers. Mm. They always share stories with you of mm. their experiences. How do you connect with this people? You want to listen to a person who you can connect with, who can, you can experience life with on yeah. a level. Yeah. That's Ryan Atkinson. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I, I would be, you know what, we should have a school in which is run by those two. We uh, actually, maybe like, maybe Rowan Atkinson can be the head teacher and then we'll have someone else. I don't want two men leading a school. That's, that's for the most part, always a really bad situation. Yeah. Um, but no, I, I wouldn't be upset with either of them being my teacher. I, I think, you know, looking back on it, I took some of my favourite teacher's aspects and I found, I tried to find someone who represented them which is really nice it I takes you back to a good time right yeah. uh school was wonderful for me uh and from what i know it was wonderful for you as well right yeah i had some really good teachers mm -hmm. um it was obviously a bit of a mixed bag but yeah uh, the teachers that i do remember i always appreciate and i have fond memories of and i wonder where they are at today yeah. maybe they listen to this podcast if you're <laughs> out there shout out to you i'm not going to name any of you just for privacy <laughs> reasons uh, but you know who you are yeah um what were you guys' experiences? I want, yeah. We would like to hear yeah. uh, who your favourite teachers were. What were the characteristics of your favourite teacher? Mm -hmm. um, would you love to live forever? Would you like to put a time frame within that? Which era of time would you have liked to have started your journey on? Ooh. Would you like to start with the dinosaurs existed billions and billions of years ago? Or 200 years ago where pollution was less of a thing? Mm -hmm. What did the earth look like? Where would you, which time period would you like to exist in? Mm. That's a really good question. And I think it's a great place to leave us off. Guys, let us know all of those things and more. We hope you have had a fantastic 20 minutes listening to us. Wherever you are, we love you. Have a fantastic day. We are out.